All right, welcome back to Bench Boys Podcast. Uh, it's been a while, you know, and we apologize for that. School really started to ramp up with finals and stuff and season starting for basketball. Uh, so Alan and I have been busy. So Alan, how are you doing? Good man. That's that's very uh that's very correct. We've been very busy and uh as the season started to get into full flow. So, you know, I'm just happy to be back and um we got a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah. Um so we can just jump right into it, get to the sports talk, and uh we're thinking we're gonna start off with a nice little uh congratulations to our Beavers men's soccer team for making the college cup. And just losing out to Notre Dame, sadly. But, you know, they had a hell of a run in the tournament. And they went from unranked to being in that Final Four. So that was exciting to see. That was. That was really cool. I mean, that was the first time that our men's soccer program has made it to the College Cup. Mm-hmm. And um, I know we've had a lot of MLS and just professional players on that team. But this year we had uh, Logan Farrington being drafted third overall to FC Dallas. So, Pretty cool stuff for Logan and overall for Oregon State men's soccer. Yeah, not bad at all. And I also saw they had two more draft selections in the second round. Don't know the names, but yeah, I mean, they made a lot of noise late in the season. And now those players are, they're getting their money's worth. Yeah, I think it's um, time that we become a soccer school. I got to start paying more attention. Yeah, seriously. Um. Yeah, so like you said, congrats to them. Uh, I know you wanted to go over how the MLB season wrapped up and some big trades that have happened in in, uh, recent weeks and recent months. So, um, you know, first of all, the Rangers um, beat the Diamondbacks in the World Series. Neither of us predicted that one. Um, I don't think a lot of people did. It was ended ended up being overall an underwhelming postseason after what was one of the most exciting regular seasons, at least that I remember. Um, with a lot of stacked teams and you know neither neither one of the, neither the Braves or the Orioles made it as far as we wanted them to yeah um, but yeah shout out to the Rangers they got the dub in the World Series and then as far as trades um, so the biggest one is Shohei Otani I guess he didn't get traded he signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers um, and Juan Soto gets traded as well yeah, so um, <clears throat> to cover that a little bit, Otani to the Dodgers, that really uh, hurt my heart when I saw that. Uh, you know, as a Padre fan, that that was not good to see. Yeah, I saw um, outing as a Padres fan. Yeah, <laughs> and then I saw the contract deal, um, ten years for uh, eight hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> That since then, pro project Otani has started, and um, now I need a kid and train him every day to become just like <laughs> Shohei Otani. You don't need a kid. You don't. You don't say that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alan, but uh, eight hundred million is pretty damn good. So maybe, <laughs> maybe you need to switch up your mindset. Let me, uh, let me knock on some wood for you real quick. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, Dodgers are looking really scary. Uh, they'll still find a way to choke in the playoffs. But um, yeah, and then to make life worse, my Padres went ahead and traded um, Juan Soto to the Yankees. Where I mean, the Yankees with the short porch are hoping he'll succeed. Uh, we've seen Juan Soto get 
less aggressive at the plate and focus more on walks. So his average went down, but he still had a good year. Um, yeah, you have any comments on that? Well, not really. I just know it sucks for you being a Padres fan, but it also sucks for me because the Dodgers and the Yankees are my two least favorite teams in the MLB. Yep. Um, you know, it's really just whoever – right now it's just whichever team has the most money can get the best players. Uh, right now it's obviously the Dodgers. And, I mean, that contract, like you said, that Otani got is absurd. I've never seen anything like that. It's I think it's like $300 million more than what Mike Trout got a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, with the angels but his was his was 10 years um and you know the interesting part about the otani contract is i saw that he's only getting paid two million for the next two years for yeah, a year for the next two years because they're going to defer the rest of his salary and save another like 50 million that's um, ridiculous so um i just can't believe the way the logistics of the contract worked out and i can't believe he decided to go to the dodgers i mean it's the biggest market which makes sense but at the end of the day, just to go from the Angels in Anaheim to, you know, the the Dodgers right next door, your rival team is something else. Um, yeah. I don't know. I didn't really know what to think when I saw that, but that's definitely going to change the landscape of of, of uh, baseball for the next coming years. For sure. And I would say we should cover the the contract details, how he's just doing the two mil per year. But I think we both agree that's just a horrible thing for baseball. And it's a bad look for the commissioner that he's letting that happen because uh, the rich get richer at the end of the day. And that's the last thing baseball needed. Um, so for the Padres, uh, they also got rid of Trent Grisham in that deal, which I'm totally happy about. I hate Trent Grisham. Um, but, you know, I, I did like Soto a lot. I was so excited when we traded for him the first time. I got his jersey. I need to stop getting players with jerseys because every time I do – it seems like something goes wrong. When I got the Tatis jersey, he got suspended. When I got Soto, he ended up gone years ago. Got the Jalen Ramsey Jags jersey. Nice. Next season, he was out of here. CJ <laughs> McCollum jersey, he's out of here. <laughs> it's a Jacob Beakers. I, I gotta I gotta calm that down. But you know, Padres get a good uh some good players in return. Michael King is the bright spot of that and a few other prospects and Kyle Higa Shioka at the catcher. Um, he was the catcher responsible for calling, I think two perfect games or like two no hitters, something like that, but mm. very good defensively that is okay. But yeah. It's, it's trending upwards somewhat for your Padres. I, I just saw, they just signed um, a Japanese closer um Yoshinobu Matsui or Yamamoto and then um Matsui as well uh, I just saw that just now so maybe that's it you guys too yeah what <laughs> wait a minute where wait Yoshi oh no it's a rumor sorry oh the rumor oh. <laughs> come on Al. it's a rumor yeah our GM has not done much to help the team uh this offseason I'm still hoping that we can trade for Randy or Rosarina. I think that'd be huge, but we'll we'll see if that's going to happen. It might just be Padres fans hoping for the best, but best yeah. of luck, my man. Best of luck. And then if Hader goes to the Dodgers, I'm I'm just going to I don't even know what I'm going to do, but I'm just cry. You're wearing your, your your jersey right now. You're a loyal fan. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to. I'm trying. <laughs> 
All right, so big, uh, big last couple of weeks in college football, um, kind of a deteriorating landscape of college football lately. But um, you know, we'll start with the college football playoffs. Um, Florida State got left out after going undefeated. Um, just a very, I wouldn't say. I mean, it's pretty controversial. Um, just big news overall for for Florida State. They got their souls crushed. Um, what do you think? Do you think the committee made the right decision leaving Florida State out in, fla- in favor of both Bama and Texas? I do not agree with the committee's decision. Um, I think they should have gone with the emergency six-team playoffs because, I mean, here's the thing, you know, Florida State, obviously, their Jordan Travis was injured, but their defense is so stellar, man. There's a reason they blew out louisville and the acc championship is because their defense is just them dude Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's all you need i mean i don't think they would have won the college football playoffs but you know they they totally deserved it but i also think alabama and georgia deserve to be in there and of course texas too so i think they should have gone emergency 16 playoff um it's kind of pitiful they didn't because georgia was ranked number one all season and and then they lose to bama in the SEC championship, and, you know, now they're not in. Back-to-back yeah. camps, not in because they lost to Alabama in the SEC championship. It's um, it's pretty crazy just the way it shaped out this year. Um, I do think Florida State should have made it. They had a lot of great wins. They beat LSU. They beat Clemson. Um, they beat Miami. They beat Florida. Um, and then, obviously, like you said, they held Louisville to six points in the ACC championship, so – there was really no reason to let him leave him out except for the fact that Jordan Travis was injured. But yeah, the 16 playoff emergency playoff would have was the right answer in my opinion. Um, And I mean, you could argue either way about Georgia making it, Um, you know, they are the back-to-back champions. They are, they were the one seed in the CFP. Um, But I actually, I agree that they, would not or the fact that they were left with the fact that they were left out of the playoff um i do think bama and texas also should have made it but yeah it's just it was just a hard decision i mean we all kind of felt like florida state would get would get screwed over um just because of the fact that their starting qb got injured um and the committee has a history of favoring the sec schools um and obviously always having an SEC school in the playoff is, has been a trend. So it is what it is. And it's just unfortunate the way it played out for Florida state. Totally. And then the well, B- uh, go ahead, man. Make predictions. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Let's make the predictions. Let's make predictions. Sweet. All right. Uh, you want to go first? Sure, man. So we got Florida or I'm sorry, Michigan, <laughs> Michigan playing Alabama and then uh, Texas playing Washington um, only I think Michigan and Washington are the only undefeated teams of the four. Um, so for the Michigan Bama game, I like Michigan all year. I, I think I, I think they're finally going to break through and win the entire thing. So I'm just going to say it right out. I think Michigan's going to win the entire thing. They're going to beat Bama. Dang. I do. I don't think Washington is as good as people think. I'm I'm kind of just a hater. 
um, because they beat us and they're leaving. You know, they they screwed they screwed us with the conference and stuff. Um, they looked kind of flat those last few weeks against us as well as their matchups against uh, Arizona and um, yeah, Washington State. They almost lost to Washington State. That was they got so lucky. And then uh, they end up being Oregon. The thing, yeah, they did look really good in the Pac-12 championship against Oregon, but still a close game, nevertheless. Um, but I am going to go with Texas over over Washington. It's going to be Texas, Michigan in the championship, and I got Michigan, Blake Corum coming out on top, J.J. McCarthy, and them winning the national championship. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right. Well, I'm happy you didn't do exactly what I did. Um, so when it comes to Michigan, Alabama, I am going to go Bama. I think Michigan's – I can't call them overrated, but I don't think Michigan has the dog in them to beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be close. It, people will – like some people are saying that Alabama's going to blow out Michigan. I don't believe it. I think it will be close, but I do think Alabama sneaks away. And then Texas, Washington. Um, I mean, Washington's been doubted on all year. And they've just – they keep proving people wrong. But I am going to go Texas too. Um, I think Quinn Ewers is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the nation. Yeah. And when he's healthy, that Texas team is unbelievable. And then it's going to be Alabama-Texas in the championship. Texas beat them earlier in the regular season. Alabama's going to come back with that fire because uh, Jalen Milrow was in – QB competition battle still at that point of the season. Um, so now since they have him locked down and Alabama's on a roll, I'm going to go Texas. Texas is going to win it all. Um, Quinn Ewers is just going to put Texas football back on the map, and people are going to be shocked by the way they steamroll through these playoffs. Wow, okay. That's a that's a crazy prediction. I heard Quinn Ewers <laughs> is also coming back next year. So Yeah. Because it's pretty crazy. And so people are going to be just in shock when he wins this year and then he comes back next year. So, you know, I, I do agree that Bama, I mean, it is hard. Um, it is hard to beat if Bama and Texas. So you, you got Texas beating Bama twice this year. That's pretty crazy to me. I was going to say if it ends up being Bama, Texas, I'm going to think I'm going to roll with Bama just because of the fact that I don't think I don't think Texas can be Alabama twice. Um, but who knows, man, that's I'm excited for it. Yeah, man. Um, I, I I just am really high on Texas this year. Um, after the year before this one, I was like, man, when Ewers is healthy, they're so good. And I think it was against Alabama. He was steamrolling them for a little bit, and then he got hurt that game. And after that, they fell off. But like when he was healthy, man, they're so good. I think, I man, I'm pretty confident about Texas doing well. But I'm usually not a great predictor when it comes to matchups, but. Yeah, guess we'll see. I guess we will see, man. I'm I'm super excited, and it's, I, you know, one thing I hate about the CFP is how far it is from the end of the regular season. We have to wait so long for these matchups. There's so much prep that goes into these games, which I yeah. understand, but it's like it's December 19th, man, and we still got to wait. I think another two weeks for this for these games. That's absurd. I I just don't know how why there's a month and a half break between. <laughs> between the end of the regular season and the national championship, but yeah. it's, it's whatever. Um, staying on topic with college football, um, 
the bees ended the regular season eight and four um a little disappointing um you know some of those losses definitely could have been turned into w's um more specifically the arizona game and in my opinion the washington game um the Wazoo game, I don't think we ever had a chance of really winning just because we were down so bad after the first half. And, you know, if maybe if there was another half to be played, if there was a third half, that's ever was a thing. Or if there was an overtime, I think we would have won that game for sure. But it was just too little too late. Um, so end up eight, eight and four and then get clobbered um, by Oregon in the final game of the season, which was just one of the most pathetic and disheartening uh, performances I've seen Um on a coaching level because you know obviously the morning after um the game jonathan smith leaves for michigan state you know it was pretty evident in the way the the game was played against oregon that they they had already he already decided to leave um he had not definitely had not put 100 of his effort into the end of the season for the beavers um it was it was really sad and also just just so infuriating because we had such a great team this year and had so much potential and to get to know that your coaching staff was not giving it a hundred percent because they had their eyes on other, other goals and other things um, outside of the team was just super frustrating, but yeah, I, I, think, I think it's crazy. He told the players the day before the civil war that he was going to be leaving. Yeah. Like, dude, the biggest game for us of the season, and you're going to tell that to your players, dude, the day before the game. Yeah, and, the, you know, people, when when that came out, it was like people were like, oh, no, that's BS. It's just a rumor. But then you have multiple players backing it up on Twitter saying that that's exactly what happened. Um, And just, just the, I mean, at the time, we didn't know that we were going to be playing Oregon again this upcoming season. So yeah. at the time, it, it felt like it was the last Civil War, for at least for a couple of years. And just for to come out with that with that effort and that game plan was just – it was so hard to watch, man. I remember t- turning the TV off midway through the third quarter. I just knew it was it was over, and I didn't want anything to do with that, with that game anymore. Yeah, yeah, very disheartening. But um, we got our guy, Trent Bray, the defensive coordinator – is promoted to the head coach. Um, unfortunately, we do lose a lot of transfers. Aiden Childs committed this past week to Michigan State, and now Jack Velling, our record-setting tight end, probably probably one of the best tight ends in the portal, if not the best, also follows Jonathan Smith to Michigan State. Um, we lose out on a couple other guys. DJ, our starting quarterback, decides not to come back. That's uh, fine. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, Easton Mascarenas Arnold. Just committed to um, uh, USC. Um, yeah. so he's a Trojan now. Lost with his brother, so that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, they're they're down from that area too, so it makes sense for them to go back home and play for their totally. their home school. Um, it just sucks to lose your two your leading tackler and one of your your best corners. Yeah, but it's what it is. It's part of the process. Um, Beaver football is still trending upwards. Our football schedule just came out um light absolutely light pretty, pretty light obviously it's f- super sad that we're just playing all these mountain west schools um but there's some there's some good games um you know in there every now and then um and i expect a good a good year i i i don't want to make any predictions yet but i i expect us to be 
very dominant next year. I think we're going 12 and 2. Fuck it. I'm making my prediction. Making my prediction? Okay. <laughs> we we are in talks with like three four-star recruits out of high schools at quarterback. We uh, we might get the four-star receiver Jordan Anderson who decommitted from Oregon. It's between us San Diego State. We have an easy schedule. The college football playoffs is expanding in teams. That's kind of just like a Dude, it's kind of like an easy path to the playoffs, in my it opinion. Is, it is, it is. I mean, that's what you think, right? But hopefully, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't either. But man, like we're we're bringing in a lot of talent. It sucks that we lost Jacoby Thomas. He was yeah, he decommitted. State, but yeah, he decommitted. That really sucked to see. I don't know what changed his mind, but um, you know, we're still bringing in good recruits. Our running back. Core is the deepest in college football. We just keep bringing in running backs for some reason, and well, we have David Martinez coming back. If we just if we get that wide receiver core strong, I mean, we're building up our line. If we get that wide receiver core strong, we're going to have a good offense, and our defense is going to be fine next year. So, dude, I'm excited. I'd agree. I mean, like I said, football. Our football program was looking like it was going to fall apart, but. This this is this is a good sign, and I'm I'm super excited for it. I think we're training upwards again, and I look forward to carrying the momentum we've been having for the last last three seasons. Yeah, uh, it was a good hire too. Hiring Trent Bray, it was in my opinion the only the only right. It was the right choice. It was the only choice. Hundred percent, especially if we wanted to continue, um, you know the momentum we've been having. So, yeah. All right, man. Let's move up level NFL. Uh, let's make this fast. Uh, yeah. I know you um, you made your predictions. Uh, we both made our predictions, and uh, your Super Bowl prediction was Bills versus Eagles and Eagles coming out on top. Yes. My Super Bowl prediction was the Ravens versus Cowboys with the Cowboys coming out on top. Let's uh, let's just recap real quick where we are at with these predictions. Good yeah. Um, so, like, when it came to the winners of each division – um, obviously I was really high on the bills. They started off really slow, but they, they're still inconsistent, which is worrisome for the playoffs, but they're getting, you know, it, it seems like they're getting hot the way they just killed the Cowboys, but mm-hmm. I still think dolphins are going to win that. We were both right about the Ravens. My Jaguars are in a three-way tie for first in the AFC South. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little scared. <laughs> Chiefs, of course, rolling the AFC West Cowboys. And the Eagles are tied in the AFC, or NFC East, so you and I are kind of like head bun right there. Yep. Um, the Lions, uh, you know, I was high on the Vikings coming into the season. I thought they're going to have a, a very sneaky good season, and they actually are. I mean, they're seven and seven, and Kirk Cousins has been hurt for three weeks. I obviously don't think they'll make him any noise anymore. But if Kirk was healthy, I really wonder what would happen. Saints and Bucks are tied in the NFC South, I believe. I said like the Saints and then NFC West. Of course, the 49ers are rolling. And yeah. Yeah, man. Um, speaking of the Vikings, uh, they're they're alive. They're alive. And I'm surprised they because they also lost Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, for a couple weeks. I, in the of the season. I was so excited about that prediction because I was really like you thought I, that was gonna be like really your good. 
your super good dark horse prediction that everybody was shocked at, but like yeah. made you feel so good. <laughs> your dark horse prediction was Derek Carr, man. <laughs> <laughs> My dark horse was yeah, it was Derek Carr that he would win <laughs> offensive MVP for the NFC. <laughs> but yeah, you know, stuff like that happens. It's too bad the Vikings weren't able to have a healthy season, but I mean, I doubt they still would have made it to the NFC championship, but you never know. You never know. So I know you said Bills in the Super Bowl. In my opinion, the Bills are the kind of team that could lose, could win or lose any game. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not very high on Josh Allen, but when they play well, they play well. They can beat just about anybody. They've beaten the Chiefs. They've beaten the, didn't they? Oh, yeah. They just beat the Cowboys. Um, have they played the Eagles yet? Let's take a very quick search. Because I know they've beaten some good teams. Yes, they did. They lost by three, 37 to 34. So an absolute battle. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I said, with that being the case, it just comes down to Josh Allen's turnovers mm. and I guess just having James Cook's three... legacy game. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, my God. He put me on crazy. Um, against the Cowboys that was awesome yeah um but yeah so we like you said we were both right about the Ravens um I have him in the Super Bowl um Lamar's statistically not having his, the best year but he's still up there top QB in the league and they're just they have the best defense in the league in my opinion just winning games um they beat a lot of good teams um I, I'm still a little iffy because they don't have a lot of experience in the playoffs um but I just trust Lamar Jackson to be a good leader and power power the Ravens to the Super Bowl over the Chiefs, who are looking really rough, and over the Dolphins and the Bills as well. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the Cowboys, yeah, like you said, the Bills just blew them out. Uh, they can't win on the road. And so what it pretty much comes down to for me is if the Cowboys are going to make the Super Bowl and reach the Super Bowl, as I predicted, they're going to have to win out at home. And then they're gonna have to secure. They're gonna they're gonna need the Niners and Eagles to lose a couple games so that they can secure the one seed and have home field advantage throughout the playoffs, or at least the two seed, and give themselves a chance to make the Super Bowl after the conference championship. Um, but as a Niner fan, I can I can say that the Niners, in my opinion, are the best team in football. Um, and I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they made the Super Bowl, but I'm going to stick with my prediction, obviously, Ravens, Cowboys, Cowboys coming out on top. Um, I just I – just, I, I can't figure out the Cowboys. It's really hard. It's kind of yeah. felt like that for the last couple of years. Same way I can't figure out the Bills. Um, you know, you feel like they have everything they need to compete for championships, but then again, you know, can't win on the road. Um, Dak is not – clutch in my opinion um they talk a lot of shit so i don't know we'll see we'll see how it turns out yeah totally all right man that was a, that was a good recap we gotta um start pumping out some more episodes now that we got some time got everything set up um super excited for the cfp and for um the upcoming matchups we got in the nfl um who do the who do the jags play next Tampa Bay, so Ooh. we better win that one. Yeah, because Tampa Bay is leading the NFC South, right? Uh, yeah, they're tied with the Saints. Yeah, with the Saints, wow. Yeah, that's a good matchup. Um, and I think the Niners play the Ravens. 
Yeah. So that's that's probably the biggest matchup this week. That's really good. Super excited for that one. Um, I don't know. I think the Jags, man. I think the Jags will still win the AFC South, man. We got the Bucks, Panthers, and Titans. Because you had the Jags reaching the AFC Championship, right? <laughs> I think so. It could yeah. happen. It could happen. I'll back out of that one, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wrote it down. Can't turn back. <laughs> All right. Um, all right, man. Yeah, we'll talk soon and uh, we'll see how this week goes. Yes, sir. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace out.